0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pirkei Avos podcast. This is Rabbi Shlomo Kohn, where we live with the ethics of the Torah. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at Rabbi Shlomo Kohn, with a K at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. For this week, we continue with Chapter 5, Mishnah 23, Perek Hey. Mishnah chav kemo. Yehuda ben Teyma remer. Yehuda ben teyma says, Havi az kinemer, you should be as brazen, as bold as a leopard. Vikal kanesher, and be as light as an eagle. Ratz katzvi, Swift as a deer, the gibor kari, and strong as a lion. In order to carry out the will of your father in heaven. This is a very famous Mishnah and is actually quoted in one of the first chapters of Shulchan Aruch regarding how, how a person should conduct themselves. And it's interesting, the placement of this Mishnah here follows the last Mishnah because the last Mishnah we we listed and the last few Mishnahs, we listed different traits which are easily understood to be positive, to be praiseworthy. And we also listed the negative traits which can be easily understood that we need to stay away from. Right? The last Mishnah dealt with the three traits that make someone a student of Avramavinu, a student of Abraham, which was Ayin Toiva, Veruach, Nemucha, a good eye, a humble spirit, and a meek soul. That makes someone a, a, a disciple of Avramavinu. And we also discussed the flip side. Of what the three things that make someone a student, a disciple of Bilham Harasha, of Bilham, which was ayin ra Viruach gvoya nefesh rechava, an evil eye, an arrogant spirit, and a greedy soul. So now the Mishnah is turning. We're taking our focus, and we're we're the the Mishnah is coming to teach us that even quote unquote negative traits are needed and sometimes are necessary in order to serve Hashem, to excel in our divine service. It's not just the traits that are easily understood to be positive that are needed for us to become closer to Hashem. But even the traits that are, quote-unquote, negative, as we're going to discuss them a little bit later, those as well are necessary in order for a person to serve God in different circumstances. Now, just to give a little bit of a background, it's important to note, you know, we've been discussing positive traits and negative characteristics. It's very important to note that every mida, every character trait has aspects about it that are positive and also has a flip side which means that it has components which are negative. What that couldn't what that means is is that if we have too much of one trait or too little of another trait or we put it we misplace it it can be negative even the most good trait kindness right if we have misplaced kindness that that could be evil. And quote unquote negative traits such arrogance boldness it has places where it's necessary in order for us to be better people and to serve Hashem and the muchle the parable which i want to use tonight to help us understand this idea is that we know when it comes to vitamins and minerals we all have a need to we all we all need different vitamins and minerals for us to 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 be at our peak to feel good that we shouldn't be sick that we should be healthy And just like we need to have different vitamins and different minerals at different levels, and if we have too much of one vitamin and too little of another, we're not going to be functioning properly, so too with midos. Every trait has a proper amount that it's needed for us to be the best we can be. If we have too much of it in the wrong place, it it can affect us negatively. And sometimes other characteristics which are very powerful we need to have a little bit of that trait as well we need to have the all the necessary midos vitamins and minerals in order for us to function in order for us to function to be the best we can be now it's interesting that when the torah describes the the forbidden incestual relations it uses a certain phraseology and it really brings up this idea that we're discussing here. So when the, the Torah forbids a person from committing incest with a sister, with um, different relatives, and when the Torah talks about a um, forbidden relationship with a sister, the the word that's used, the phrases that's used in the, in the pasuk in the Torah, it says who that it's the Torah is describing this forbidden relationship and the Torah says the reason why it's it's forbidden is because hu. and that literally means that it's a disgrace it's a disgrace for a person to have this incest, incestual relationship with a sister and and it's forbidden and the Torah goes on it's in Bamidbar 2017 Now, it's interesting, what's the first word that comes to your mind when you think of the word chesed? Chesed, what do you think of? So the answer to that is kindness. When we think of chesed, we think of gemilas chasodim, doing kindness for others, giving someone a ride, helping someone out. So what's the connection here when the Torah talks about forbidden relationships why is the usage of the word ki What's the connection? Why is that the proper place to use that word? How, how is the same word being used in two opposite scenarios? Right? We know that chesed chesed a person should build a a build a, a world of loving and kindness. So why now? Are we descri- when we're describing these the forbidden relationships? The Torah used the the phrase "kichezedu." It's a disgrace. What's the connection? And how do we understand this? So I once heard an explanation that the word "chesed" comes from the word "overflow," and that's the root of the word "chesed." And if a person, so if we, so if chesed means overflow, we can now understand. The two placements of Chesed and the two meanings of Chesed, because when we're kind to another, when we help another person out, we do Chassadim, right? We're overflowing in the proper direction. But if a person overflows in the wrong direction, they let their desires take hold of them. So then, it, it, it the it's it could become a Chesed ki Chesedu. It could be a disgrace and i think it's this thought really brings out the idea which is being brought down in this mishnah that it's it's not just all the you know being kind and and uh, you know there's so many different traits there's kindness there's arrogance there's there's giving there's generosity there's stinginess there's a good eye there's a bad eye <clears throat> but it's important to know that every Trait, if it's used in the wrong place or in the wrong amounts, it could be harmful. Right, Chesed, ki Chesedu. Right, we go from talking about kindness to forbidden relationships. If it's over, if it's in the wrong place, it's in the wrong amounts. It could be a disgrace, and and bad traits as well. Even though we might look at certain things as stubbornness, strength. How could that be used for good? So the mission is telling us, no, that all our traits, everything we have can be used for good and bad. The good things can be used for bad and the bad things, quote unquote, can be channeled for good as well. Now, another point, which I wanted to note when it comes to those to character development, is that it's not just about knowing that every trait has has a good side and a flip side to it as well but it's also important to remember that our character traits and our emotions we only have a limited amount of it to use up and besides for making sure we use all our all our abilities and all our our characteristics and all, and all our character traits about ourselves we have to be careful to place our emotions and our needos the right places and i want to give an example which i remember a few years ago that um a number of years ago there was i'm not sure exactly when it was but it seemed that there were terrorist organizations in israel um that they were sitting you know they couldn't get through the border crossings so what they started doing was they started you know making Sending bombs and cars, and they, they took donkeys and they attach explosives to explosives to donkeys, and they would take the donkey and try to get the donkey close to a, a place where it can cause damage, and then detonate the donkey to cause um, to kill people to, and cause destruction and mayhem. And I remember hearing at the time that there was a animal rights organization that sent a letter to the terrorist organization asking them to not use the donkeys for their suicide mission. No mention of killing innocent people, no mention of you know trying to harm others, trying to kill others. They talked about the donkey. That was important to them. And although the Torah does tell us how we should take care of animals, but the point is, is that these people that their care for animals, their concern for, for, for creatures, when they did this, they lost, they used up their compassion that they had within themselves for animals. So therefore, they didn't care about the people. So my point is, is that we only have a limited amount of compassion within ourselves, a limited amount of you know stubbornness, a limited amount of generosity. Whatever it is, you fit it in. But the point is, is that if we expend these emotions and these midos in the wrong places, so then we're not going to be able to channel it to correctly to other people to use it in the best way possible. So it's not just knowing how to use each trait properly. That's important. And we're learning that. But it's also where we should use it, how we should spend that emotional capital, in order that we should get the best bang for our buck. Do we expend that emotion on on animals? Or do we expend that emotion on people? Because we only have a limited amount of it. And it's just something to keep in mind. So the, the Mishnah brought down four different animals with four different traits and tells us that we should be like those and we should acquire those traits of those animals. And they were as follows: Havi Az Kinemer, bold as a leopard, be as bold and as brazen as a leopard. The kinesher, be as light as an eagle, You should be as swift as a deer, the gibor and strong as a lion, la in order to fulfill the will of your father in heaven. So I wanted to go through tonight. Each one of those traits and see how we can learn from it, how we can utilize strengths within ourselves to make us better people. So the first animal that's listed in the in the Mishnah is Havi Havi is Be as bold as a leopard. Now the commentaries explain that when one starts off on the path of serving Hashem. Of serving God. So many times we have doubts about ourselves, about our abilities. We hear the Yitzhahara, we hear the evil inclination telling us we can't do it. You're going to fail. So step one is to be bold as a leopard. You got to be bold. You got to be bold. You got to believe in yourself. Don't give in to the Yitzhahara. Don't give in to the evil inclination. Be bold, be brazen, and dream the impossible. And this this idea is brought down by the Hadush Arim, And he explains that we have to believe in what you're doing and be proud of it. We can't just, sometimes we're doing what we're doing, but do we believe in what we're doing? Are we proud of what we're doing? Do we tell others what we're doing? We shouldn't be shy about what's correct. If we know what we're doing is true, we should be proud about it. Believe in yourself. So it's there's two parts to this. It's that telling the yitzhara, and I think they go together, because this part one is when the evil inclination, when the yitzhara tells you, don't do it, you're going to fail. <clears throat> What's it worth? You're never going to become anything. You have to be bold. You have to tell him, no, I can do it. You can do it. I'm able to overcome. I'm able to accomplish. I want to do what's right. I'm going to do what's right. You got to believe in yourself. You got to know that you can do it. So it's telling your Yitzhahara, telling your evil inclination who's boss. And number two is when it comes to others as well, other people, our friends, our family, sometimes we're maybe embarrassed to tell people or to show people. I shouldn't say tell people. It's more of to, to to have that self-esteem, to have that confidence in what we're doing is correct. And at the end of the day, we should realize that when, when we believe in what we're doing, we truly believe what we're doing, people respect you for that. People see authenticity. When somebody is being super superficial, you know, you could see it, you could see it through a person. But when someone sincerely has beliefs which he holds dear to him, people have a certain level of respect and awe for those people. So number one is when it comes to ourselves, we have to believe in ourselves. And number two is when it comes to others as well, we should also believe in ourselves. Don't, don't be, don't, don't feel embarrassed. Know what you're doing is correct. And when a person has that ability, when he knows, he internalized these, these truths, so it gives him the confidence to keep going and to keep accomplishing. It's an important first step. In order for a person to get to step two, you gotta have that boldness that brazenness to act to do to dream because if not it could it could severely handicap a person from in his growth of avodas Hashem and serving God so that's number one that's like a leopard a leopard is very brazen it is very bold it will do things daring. that is one of the aspects of the leopard and we have to develop that trait as well and that is really step one that is really why it is listed number one because the first step has got to be bold. You got to dream. You got to believe in yourself and you got to dream big. And the, there's another explanation, which I also wanted to bring down, which really ties into the first one as well. The Rav, Ravavad Yom he explains this idea of Avi Azkanamer in a similar way as well. That when it comes to studying Torah, and especially when we're starting out, and it doesn't have to just be for people starting out. It could be someone, a, a Torah scholar as well, somebody who's been learning for many, many years. So that in, that when when we come to studying and learning and performance of mitzvos, you you have to be bold in respect to asking a question when you don't know. When we don't understand something, you, you shouldn't just keep going. You should be bold. Ask the question. Inquire. Ask a rabbi if you don't know. And the same thing can be said when it comes to halacha as well. That for studying Torah, if you get stuck on something, ask somebody else to understand. But it's not just Torah, it's it's for halachic questions as well, mitzvah performance. If we don't know what to do, it's important to speak to others that, that do know, a rabbi, a friend, somebody who's a knowledgeable friend who can give you a correct answer, to reach out to others who, who, who do know to ask the question. And maybe it could be a little bit embarrassing at times. Maybe it's a little bit uncomfortable, but you got to be bold. You got to be brazen because the alternative is just coasting on, on autopilot, and we're going to miss the boat because you know we're not going to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. If we just don't know the halacha and we make it up, we're going to keep doing that, and these things pile up and pile up and pile up. If you don't know the, if we don't know what, the, if we don't understand something in Torah, and we just ignore it it comes back to bite us later. Sure, sure, it's easier just to keep on going and to pretend you understand and, and, to, and, and, and we can pretend that we know what to do. But ultimately, it's the way to go. We ask another person because we feel good when we truly understand something. That's how you grow. Because if we just learn something, we gl- glance through it, or we don't know, we pretend we know, we don't really understand. We don't really know what to do. And, it's, and it doesn't give us that feeling of self-satisfaction that we, we did the correct thing. But when we push ourselves to go out of our comfort zone, to ask the question, to to understand the learning, to to get clarity in halacha, in clarity in how to perform a mitzvah, so then we truly understand, we truly have that f- fulfilling feeling within ourselves that we did the right thing, and w- there's a certain clarity which we gain. The Mishnah continues. Vikal <clears> kenesha <throat> and be as light as an eagle. Now, if I would trans, if I would ask you, how do you translate the trait of light as an eagle? What does that mean? The Mida, What is the the characteristic that we're trying to describe over here? And I was asking some of the guys today because if we think of light, light as an eagle, what does that mean? Light footed? It can't be swift because that's the next description in the Mishnah. So what does it mean to be kal Kanesher? to be as light as an eagle? And the word I think that we came out with is agility, to be agile. If you look in the sky and you watch an eagle, you'll see it gliding through the sky, up, down, and it barely even has to flap its wings. It just, It just goes, it glides. And and on a split moment, an eagle can effortless effortlessly change its direction, its height, its speed very easily. And it's it's just amazing to watch. So there's a certain flexibility that an eagle possesses. So us as well, we need to teach ourselves that when we when we do something or if we are doing things which maybe are incorrect, or if we have a situation where it's possible to stumble with an Avera, we have to learn to be like that eagle, to be as agile as the eagle, that just as the eagle can turn on a dime, so too when we're faced with a situation of sin, of Avera, we're able to recoil or turn away on a moment's notice to get ourselves extricated from a situation that could prove very harmful to us, and to change our desire to sin. This idea is brought down by the tour. Now, it's not just about staying away from sin that we need to be as light as an eagle, but it's also when we, when we learn, when we do know what we're doing to a limited extent, but yet we're corrected, right? Someone makes corrects us about something or we we realize we made a mistake. Whatever it may be about, whether it be you know in Torah, whether it be in relationships, we have to learn to be like an eagle as well that we're able to recoil, to reassess quickly, to not be stuck in our old ways to continue down that mistake that we made. Rather, we should change directions, change directions to fix up the mistake that we did. And that is another positive trait of an eagle that we should learn from. The Mishnah continues, Ratz kitsvi, a person should... Be swift as a deer. For for those of you, if you look at a deer, if you ever had any interaction with a deer, one of the character, the characteristics of a deer is that they're able to move very fast in very close quarters. And they can move, you know, it could be in a forest with many trees and bushes. And the deer could just change directions and run and go and, and fly. They can move extremely fast. And that's, that's this expression of being swift. To be as swift as a deer. Ratz kitzvi, That just like a deer moves quickly and swiftly to escape and to move around, a person must learn from the deer to be quick, to do mitzvos, to be swift to perform what Hashem wants, to fulfill the will of Hashem, the will of God. And it's not to delay. When we have the ability to do a mitzvah, we should do it right away. And that's something we should learn out from the tzvi, from the deer. That just like as soon as a moment's notice, they could they could go extremely quickly. So when it comes to us doing the will of Hashem, of doing a mitzvah, to do what Hashem wants, we should do it with, with zeal, swiftly, quickly. Now, it's interesting. We know it says in the Torah, shmartem es ha that the Torah in Shemos, when we're talking about the matzah. We have to watch the matzah that it shouldn't rise. And the Mechilta, and it's also brought down in different Gemaras in the Talmud. They bring down that in the, this pasuk, this verse, and they they darshan it and they they expound the verse to teach us a very important lesson, which really ties into this thought of Rutskitzvi. Because if you look at if you read the the verse, ushmartem esamatzos it can be also read mitzvos, that instead of translating it, you should watch the matzah, the wording can also, if you change around the Nikudos, it can be read Ushmartem mitzvos. You should watch the mitzvos. And the lesson which the sages derive from this is that mitzvah al that a mitzvah, a good deed that comes to your hand. Do not delay. Do not let it become chametz, right? That's the connection we make from, from the matzos to the mitzvos. That when we have an opportunity to do something, we should not procrastinate. We should not push things off until the last moment. And this is something which which is, it's it's human nature, procrastination. And we always just push things off to the last possible moment, right? That's why when you go on April 15th to the post office, there's always a line out the door because people always wait until the last second to file their taxes. So it's not just this, this is something which doesn't just, is not just human nature, but it even has halakhic ramifications. Because if someone claims that you owe him money and you say you paid it and it's before the, and it was before the time that this loan is due, there's a chazakah that you are not believed. Because we say, Ein adam that a person doesn't Pay his loan before the 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 loan is due, and one of the reasons for this is that this is human nature, that people push the push things off to the last possible moment. You know, it's a bit whether it be a bill, whether it be taxes, whether it be changing the light bulb um, that has to be changed in the basement, we push it off. So it it's the Mishnah is telling us that when it comes to our service of Hashem. And service to Hashem doesn't just necessarily mean the mitzvahs, the classic mitzvahs of going to show, um, learning Torah. It could even mean if your wife asks you to do something, that you should do it right away. That's also a mitzvah. It's the importance of not procrastinating. And this is something which is useful in all areas of our life, especially when it comes to mitzvah observance. Just to do it. Just do it right? That's the famous expression, that Nike term, just do it. And that's an idea we should have in our mind and should be the forefront of our minds. When it comes to mitzvos. just do it. Don't procrastinate because maybe you won't have an opportunity later. It's not the proper respect we should have for a mitzvah to push something off, right? If we had to count money, we wouldn't push it off till later. We do it right away. So when it comes to mitzvos and really all the different aspects of our life, We should make sure to not procrastinate, to fight against that nature, to be like a deer, swift, quick, act with a to get the job done. And the last um, trait that the Mishnah lists is the gibor ka'ari, be strong as a lion. We know that the lion is the king of the animal kingdom. It's in full control of its domain, its surroundings, and its abilities. So when it comes to our Yitzhahara, our evil inclination, we must develop this attitude, this characteristic of the lion within ourselves. We need to be in total control. That's the job that we have. Sure, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy task, and it could take a lifetime. But that should be our mission, our objective, to be in total control of ourselves, that just like the lion has this Mida, this trait of givura of strength. So too, when it comes to our our, our, our dominion, our domination over our yitzharah, over our evil inclination, we have to be the ones in total control. We can't let the Yitzhahara, the evil inclination be in the driver's seat. We have to be the driver. We have to have him under our domain. We have to have him under our control. And the last thought in the Mishnah, it says that we have to use these traits And all of our traits that we have, everything we have, all of our faculties, our strengths and our weaknesses, to serve, to carry out the will of our Father in heaven. The the commentaries explain that this last phrase in the Mishnah is really bringing home the point that we touched on in the beginning. Because all these four different traits are maybe intrinsically negative. Boldness equals arrogance. Lightness equals superficiality. Swiftness could equal, equal impulsivity. Strength could equal abuse, right? So they all have different natural negative um, associations to it. And the Mishnah is giving us a, a important message. All the midos that we have, whether they, whether they are intrinsically positive or intrinsically negative, we have the ability and we must use them to serve Hashem to our fullest potential. Because in order for us to get to that full potential, we have to take that everything that Hashem gave us, our strengths and our weaknesses, and find the way to plug it into our lives to, to to fulfill the will of Hashem. And that's what it means, to carry out the will of your Father in heaven, that it's going back and telling us that even the quote-unquote negative traits that we might have, there is a time and a place and a way for you, for each and every one of us to use it in a positive way to serve Hashem in order for us to reach our fullest potential. So with that, I'm going to finish today's Mishnah. I hope you all enjoyed. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at Rabbi Shlomo with a K at gmail.com. Everyone have a great day.